Thank you for joining us for this episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for marketers and PR pros who work for themselves. People like me, Michelle Kane with Voice Matters, and my wonderful co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. Hey, Karen, how are you today? Hey, Michelle, I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing well, doing well. The year is humming along already. As of this recording, we're yeah, we're about mid-January, we could say. And we thought it would be quite appropriate to talk about business development in 2023. We are all varying degrees of refresh from the holidays. <laughs> and uh, it's just a good time to just think of, you know, if there are if there are some things you've been meaning to do as far as business development goes, it's nice to just have that mental fresh restart of a new year. So we hope to give you some nice tips and inspiration today as we go about this. I agree. And particularly in light of the economic environment, I think that yes. people are concerned about you know, are they making the right moves in developing business? I would say, you know, we've said it on this program and we've said it, you know, in, you know, publicly so many times that one of the most important things that you can do when there is economic tumult is to not focus on it. Right. And doing the things that really matter and realizing that as solos, these economic downturns and, you know, when you're seeing layoffs and things happen are actually an opportunity for people like us. Yeah, that's very, very true. We know that you still have to be aware. And and while it's an opportunity for us, doesn't mean that it doesn't require some navigation because your audience is not feeling the same way that we're feeling while we're sitting here like, Oh, it's great opportunity they're feeling the pinch, they're feeling pressure and stress. And so, you know, I would say one thing going into this year is to have more opportunities in your pipeline than you normally would. It's because things are taking longer. People are saying yes, but they're taking longer to make decisions. And so if you're relying, you know, if you have talked to two prospects and you're relying on one of those closing, that could take a while. They could take some time to make a decision. But if you have a full pipeline where you have choices, you don't even have to say yes to everything. And so I would say fill your pipeline. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, we've we've said this before, you know, it's easy to just get in head down, do the work mode. But now is the perfect time to pick your head up and think, Ooh, who do I want to grab a cup of coffee with? Who do I want to touch base with? Who do I just want to introduce myself to? Now is the time to start making connections or strengthening connections. And, you know, whether your business, you know, target market is local or beyond, Make sure that you are seen as the subject matter expert that you are, whether that's in person or online. You know, I know Karen and I, we've challenged each other to use LinkedIn more frequently and, you know, just be seen. And I am the biggest culprit in talking the talk. (laughs) 
fell. I failed at LinkedIn miserably this year, but I, but I also do have a full pipeline and have been taking, you know, new prospect meetings every week, like multiple meetings. So, and, and I'm sure many of you have as well, but Michelle is right. And I, I think you, you hit on something that, you know, I've been really thinking about as well. And I've been utilizing in my own efforts, being a subject matter expert, now more than ever, it's so important to really identify and then be able to clearly articulate and lean into your key differentiators. Mm -hmm. Public relations is different. We all have different strengths and different skill sets. I'll give you an example. My colleague and I, we are funding super queens. We are good at it. We have processes and systems built around it. We can rock a funding announcement like nobody's business. And so we leverage that skill set. Guess what happens? We get a lot of, we. so in our agencies, we like to take on regular, you know, retainer clients. So we have our roster of ongoing clients, but we love projects. We love funding projects and data projects. And so because we carved out a little name for ourselves in in our niche of the world as being funding queens, we get a lot of that work. I think, you know, if if you haven't been doing that and you've just, you know, kind of been plugging along and, you know, life has been great and you've had your regular clients or you're getting work, now's a good time to really think about what's something that I do really well, that I'm really expert at. And how does that line up with what might be missing in the marketplace? Maybe you are like the measurement guru, and that's something that you can start to really lean on and sell to your clients. I mean, whatever that that superpower is, find it, articulate it, and maximize it. I, I think that that is going to work in your favor this year. Yeah, I, I think especially because, and this continues to surprise me, but, you know, a lot of times when you introduce yourself as what you do, you know, hi, yes, I'm in, I have a public relations marketing, integrated marketing agency. And, you know, generally people should know what that is, but they, they tend not to know. Like, well, what is that? What do you do? It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do I do? You know, so, and that's still is gobsmacking to me sometimes. I think because of the breadth of what we do. So I think honing in on your super skill, like I know for myself, strategy is a big one for me. I love coming in and helping a client, you know, take these random pieces of things that they're doing and they don't know if it's working, making something cohesive and that is consistent and that can really work for them. You know, if if your strength is writing, you know, start to talk about that, especially weigh in on, you know, with, with the whole AI situation coming, how do you differentiate yourself? What does that mean for what you provide? And you don't have to spend a ton of time on this. You don't, I know, I think often we fall into that trap of, oh, I have to get a whole branded campaign together for myself. And I have to have this all ready to launch. Now, just pop into LinkedIn once a day. You know, make a phone call once a week. I agree. You know, uh, something I said earlier this week is that we 
collectively, the collective we, this is not limited to public relations professionals, but we have to get away from the all or nothing mindset. It's funny, I was taught, you know, in, in just these conversations and coaching sessions that I have with people, I find that people are so afraid that they're going to fail, that they feel like they have to have it all figured out yeah. when they're starting. And you really don't. I So I want to encourage you that maybe you're not good at this yet. And, and that's really okay. Right. Because what is learning? Learning means that you don't enter something <laughs> knowing everything. You, you just don't. Right. I, I'm not sure. Like we all went to school, no matter how much school you have had, all of us have that in common. Every person goes to school, at least every person in the United States. You've gone to school. When you were in school and you started a new grade or started a new subject, did you, did somebody tell you, oh, you're supposed to already know all this? Because right. that's not learning, that's knowledge. And so give yourself permission to learn the things that you may not be great at. And, you know, it's okay that business development does not come naturally to you. It is a skill set yeah. and you get better at it as you start to do it. Yeah. So where do you start? You know, Michelle mentioned something really easy that you can do. Jot down a little content calendar for yourself and think about, you know, what topics can I address on LinkedIn? Go find some articles that address that topic and then apply a little thought leadership. This doesn't have to be you writing a full on essay right. every single day. Go engage with some of your target audience. You know, get to know people by leveraging the relationship building part of social media. That's one way. Cold call. Did you yeah. know that you reach out to people that you want to work with? What? I'm just saying. <laughs> doesn't always have to be a referral. You can actually yeah. reach out to people that you want to build those relationships with. Yeah. Um, if you, you know, if you're somebody that's local, find like events that people are attending that you want to do business with. You know, right. Michelle is a great example of someone who's very connected deeply to her community. She's involved in organizations and she does a lot of things. So she's, you know, relationships matter and she's doing that. She's she spends time cultivating those relationships. I am the opposite. I have zero local clients. Not a single one. I have zero desire for local clients because I don't want to see them every, every week. I don't. I mean, I, and I, and I totally appreciate that. I do. <laughs> we are who we are, right? We know our strengths. I don't. I don't want to get in my car and drive to your office. No, I really don't. I don't. I, I don't yeah. want to come for an in-person meeting. I just know. We can so do my this clients here. are somebody that I have to fly to. I'm yeah. good with that. Yeah. I'm really good with that. So but again, it's just understanding where you want to serve, where you serve best and creating the environment for yourself to start, you know, forming those relationships and reaching out. And again, don't be afraid to open your mouth. You know, how many of you in our audience actively ask your clients for referrals? You are doing great work for them. Why haven't you asked them for any referrals? Yeah. Because I am really sure that at least I'm going to be gracious and say a third of our listening audience has not done that. Right. Right. It's true. It's just, it's, 
probably not something that comes to mind right away, or you might feel awkward doing it. But I mean, and if, you know, if you feel uncomfortable asking for an, a full on referral, then, you know, ask them for a Google review. Ask them for just something. Hey, can you give me a quote that I can use on my website and in my social media? Easy peasy. And, you know, and if, and if you're having a more introverted day, as I often do, create a Google form and <laughs> send it out with a note. <laughs> that way. Yes. You know, absolutely. You, because they it. like you, they're working with yeah. you. So yeah. why? You know, I love saying to clients, hey, you know, we just finished up some projects and, you know, we have some bandwidth. And before we open it up to other people, is there anybody that you know that's like you and could use our help with XXX? So you do want to be specific. Yeah, that's a great way to say it, too. That's a great way to say it. They want to refer you, you know, yeah. and, and at least you're so you're doing a couple of things there, even if they do not have an immediate referral you have let them know exactly the type of client and exactly what they should be referring right. you for. And right. they know your budget. So they're probably not going to come to you with stuff that's way below your budget. So, right. you know, tap your, your current clients, go back yeah. to existing, you know, former clients that you had good relationships with and, yeah. you know, approach them like, Hey, you know, here's what's going on. You never know a former client that, or even a former contact that may have moved on to a different company may have right. worked for you. Right. And I think it's so key what you said about building these relationships. I, I say this all the time. Business is relationship. And that's a really important component. It's not just, oh, yeah, here's $100. Give me my thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a relationship because the kind of work we do, we have to get inside the thought processes to at least a little extent of what's going on in our clients' worlds to really do the job for them. So I it does require agree. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, so. you know, other things, you know, you guys know the right things to do. All of the things that you do for your clients, you can do for yourself. Yes. If you want to, you know, make it a little bit easier, find an accountability partner and yeah. share some things with one another. So yeah. you can push one another to, you know, take one task that you're going to do routinely and do it. Um, you could do some things together. So We've seen maybe, that. Yeah, maybe you guys both like video, and so team up, do yeah. some video together, and talk about you know issues that are important to your clients. There's there's lots of way to attack this, and and yeah. you yeah. don't have to do it all by yourself. You honestly can do this with another solo, either in terms of, you know, motivating and inspiring one another and holding one another accountable or actually sharing the workload for business development. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And we've seen that happen within the, the solo PR pro member group. We've seen accountability partnerships pop up all the time and we never hear that. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> no, it's no, always been successful. Heard, yeah. We've actually heard success stories from yeah. people that have done that. And, and that's amazing. You yeah. know, it's, Lots of people these days, um, including my own pastor, has been encouraging everyone that no matter what level you are in business, you should always have a mentor. And I agree. You should always have mentors. You should always have advisors. But yeah. I think you should also have partners because yeah. this solo thing is just so much easier when you have someone that's sharing the load with you. Yeah. No, it's it's so true. It's so true. 
that you really, yes, we can, we can work as solos, but you really can't do it completely alone. You need to have some kind of a brain trust that people that you can trust and, you know, just talk shop with or talk things through. And so please don't, don't think that you have to do this all by yourself. And, you know, if anything, and also don't be hard on yourself. Just, just try these little steps, introduce them to your day. It's, it's like anything else that's new. It's, it's developing that muscle you didn't realize you had and thinking, oh, right, I forgot about this strength. I need to continue to do this. Yeah. And I, w- I would also say as you develop business, it's really important to have some key talking points that you <sighs> develop. You need to, um, when you're meeting with a prospective client, be prepared to talk economics, money, mm-hmm. numbers. You want to talk because you always want to, right from the beginning, really begin to frame the value discussion versus people looking at you like you're an hourly employee. So you want to yeah. be able to talk value. You want to be realistic and help them to you know, have the right expectation for what our services truly cost. Right. And Look at ways that you can hit points, even, you know, in, in just your intro and in your conversation that really resonate and speak to them. Speak to ways that you are somebody that can help to drive to the bottom line, because, of course, in times of, you know, economic uncertainty where people are looking to cut costs, what ways can you help them to be more efficient? You know, how can you help them to add revenue? One way to do that is talking about how you measure things and how you line up to what they do internally with their goals and their KPIs to drive those success metrics. And so, and, you know, look at their industry, look at what's going on, be prepared with these things ahead of time. So that again, you stand out as someone who not only knows PR, but somebody who understands business, most importantly, your prospective client's business, because that's key. And so I find that having a set of talking points that you're really comfortable with and have, you know, rehearsed and, and, and gone over and that you have noted somewhere so that you can review that, that is a great way to enter into a client call and, you know, do your research before you even meet with people, um, decide, if a meeting is even worth it, don't be right. afraid to say no, because you don't have time to waste. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the first questions that should come out of your mouth, if you're actually to the point where you're talking about possible work is, okay, what's your budget? Yes. And if that passes the test, then, okay, what are your goals? Are your goals realistic? Can I guide you if they're not? How are, you know, how, how's this feeling to both of us? Does it seem like it's something that's going to work? Do they have realistic expectations? all that kind of stuff that you really need to get over. Cause sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've had it. I've had conversations with, well, we want this, we want awareness da, da, yeah. da, da, of this thing. And you think, okay, there's a lot of neat ways that we can make that happen. And we'll try and hone into something measurable. We can get there. What's your budget? Oh, around $400. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, that's not going to be me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. There are some ways you can use that money wisely. Yeah. And, and you know what? I had one recently and maybe in my younger years, I would have twisted myself into contortions, figuring out how to make it work yeah. for, you know, the top of their budget. But this time it's like, 
yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Because the top of their budget was our minimum. And for what they wanted, they couldn't get it at the minimum price. And so I, I know that it's tough, especially if you're a new solo and you're just starting out, but learning to say no and turn down work, that's not a good fit is, is a valuable lesson in this journey. And that also means that you can't be operating out of desperation mm-hmm. because you'll make sure. bad decisions and you will, re- will regret them. I promise you. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, let's think about there at some point where we're feeling like, yeah, I got to just get money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, and you know, there, there are those times, but I mean, think about it. if you had taken that work, you know, and it's the the lowest budget for your highest premium of work. Well, it wouldn't have ended well. They wouldn't be happy. You wouldn't be happy. They wouldn't get the outcomes they wanted because that wasn't realistic. And it's just better to to just cut it off at the pass and just say, no, no, this is not a good fit. You know, I could make a couple of recommendations for you of what you might want to do internally, but you're going to need more budget unless you want to scale your expectations. Then I would be happy to entertain that. But, and you know, we know solos, you guys are smart. We know, you know, a lot of this stuff. And a lot of times it just takes someone else to say, Hey, how's your business development going? And you think, (laughs) I mean, another reason we're addressing this topic at the top of the year is because this quarter we've really been focusing on, kind of a fresh start, not only for existing solos, but for those who have just launched their business or they're thinking and or planning to launch in 2023. So one of the top questions that comes up is how do I find clients? And you really do have to do the work of business development means you have to get comfortable asking for business. And years past, many solos actually started their first client was a former employer. Yep. And yeah, I mean, (laughs) former employers can be great or they can be, they can be a starting point, but it can be tricky because if you work for somebody as an employee and now you're your own business, there really is a shift to that relationship. Yes. Everybody doesn't make that shift in the same way. So it's almost like extending yourself as an employee, but now they think of you as a contractor. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And you definitely have to make that delineation clear. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there are, can you get brand new people that only know you as a business owner? Of course you can. Oh yeah. But you have to do business development and that means developing a pipeline through you know, any of the methods that feel comfortable to you, either that again, through reaching out directly to targeted people that you want to work with, working your own network to ask for referrals and being specific about what you're looking for and what you're taking on. Right. Um, If you're just launching a a business, it's a very exciting time. Please do share that with everyone. Hey, you know, after X amount of years of expertise in the space, I'm opening up my own shop and excited, you know, talk to people about it, you know, put it out there on social media, set up, you know, meetings with people that can be referral partners and, you know, set up people that are complementary to what you do and see if there's opportunities to partner. There's just, there's so many ways to attack this. And, you know, I love the idea of having multiple strategies that you're working But if you're just starting out or 
again, you're not consistent at business development, pick one thing. When I first started, when I very first started, one of the things that I did is I used to read the good old fashioned local newspaper or newspapers for ads. And I would see who was hiring for what I did. And if they had an open position, then I would contact and say, Hey, I know I saw that you are searching for blah, blah, blah. I do this, you know, I'd be happy to offer support while you're searching. And I just did that all the time. And in the habit, another thing that I used to do is I would look for people that have been promoted or, you know, you, you read Mm. um, journals and you see moves and I would drop a handwritten card to people, you know, congratulating them on the promotion. Like, Hey, I read this in the journal that, you know, that you were promoted to blah, 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 blah. And I would say something and it would just, you know, again, it was forming those contacts. And that was because, you know, I I love that. I love that. And I, I've done that too. You, you see what job openings are there and you think, you know, it may, have you ever considered, like you said, if even if not for an interim, but you ever considered outsourcing this work, would that, you know, would that Absolutely. be worth a conversation for you? And you Absolutely. never know. I mean, how often has it happened where it's not the person you talk to, but it's someone in their circle that might turn out to be a great referral. So don't discount the activity just because you think, well, they probably won't. It's 15 yeah. minutes of your life. Yeah. It's we worth it. We ourselves out of so many things in our oh, head. Oh, we do. Yes, we do. It's so much harder in our head than it is in real life. But, yeah. you know, the point is, like, even those old style, simple things can work if you work it. You yeah. can't do it one time. So you can't, like, reach out to one company and then say it didn't work and I'm done. Right. You do have to pick something and commit to it and do it consistently. Whatever yeah. that thing is. If you're doing a newsletter, do it and do it consistently. If you're doing you know, thought leadership, then you need to do it and you need to do it consistently, whatever it is, pick it and then say, okay, this is, you know, have a cadence. Like I'm going to do this every week, or I'm going to do this for 15 minutes every day and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I agree. I agree. Well, I hope that you are going to leave this episode inspired with a couple of more purposeful to do items on your list to get, you know, to, uh, get some new acquaintances happening and some new business relationships either starting or growing. And if you found this valuable, we do hope that you'll share, subscribe, share. Hey, here's an idea for content. Share our podcast if you need something to talk about. (laughs) I love it. I mean, that makes so many more people happy. But seriously, we do. We appreciate you spending your time with us in this episode. And until then, thanks for joining us on That Solo Life. Mm